how to learn English in a way that's fun, interesting, and that works. Because let's be real, learning something that we don't like, that's not fun, that's not interesting, that actually, on the other hand, is boring, annoying, is hard to focus, doesn't really work. I mean, you can possibly make it through, but you have to study longer, harder. It will make your life terrible temporarily, and your results won't be as good as it would possibly be if you had the, the right strategy. My name is Andre, and this is episode 69 of Learn and Become podcast. You'll probably hear people talking loudly in the background. Uh, there's a meeting going on uh, where I live, my house. And yeah, I got to record this today because if I don't do it today, I will probably not be able to do it this week because tomorrow early in the morning, we're going to travel. And this is the very last minute I have to make it happen. So yeah, so let's talk about this because it's a topic very interesting that will hopefully help you how to learn things effectively in a, in a way that's interesting and that's not going to hurt you. That's not going to be boring, just like difficult to do. Uh, but in order to do that, I'll have to take you back with me to when we started teaching English, which was back in 2017, which is like, wow, it's been a while. It's like six years ago. Um, and it was a very interesting moment of um, of my life, but yeah, that's not even the point, but I had just came back from the United States on that very semester and I got married in August. I got married in July. I started teaching in August, maybe October or September or October. That was something like that. And at first I was like, all right, so let's teach English. But I, I knew how to speak English. I was in college at the time. I was living in uh, High Point, a small town in High in North Carolina. That's where I went to college. I studied strategic management for about two years. It, there is like a long story on 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 it that I can share with you guys eventually if you want to, but. The point is I had just arrived, I had just came back from the US and I was gonna teach people how to speak English. So I started, I got like my very couple students, uh, maybe I think in the first month I might've might got, I don't know, three, four students maybe. And I started this process, but I, I discovered that I didn't really know how to do it. I was like, shoot, I want to do it. But I thought I knew how to do it. And then I started doing what I knew. And I realized it was not the best way. And I, I even, we even talked about it last week that we don't know the best way. And when we don't know the best way, or when we don't know that we don't know the best way, we 
find room to improve and to learn a better way. I don't know if the best, but a better way than what we have previously. So that's what I did. I knew that the way I knew wasn't the best. So I started to dig, dig deep and try to find something that worked better than what I had. And at the beginning, we were teaching based on the traditional teaching method. Um, I would find some topics around things that were related to, to grammar and try to apply that into the person's lives. So pretty much what I was doing what was I was trying to teach people rules, like how English works. So we would talk about simple present, simple past, present continuous, um, like the rules, the articles, the, the, the definite, indefinite articles, model verbs, adverbs, adjectives, verbs and stuff. But unless you are some, some sort of weird human being, it's not very fun to do that. I mean, if you like it, that's awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. I respect. But it's a thing that majority of humans don't like because it's pretty much covering rules. And rules are not very fun uh, to read and to understand. So I started to think, what if we go about that with conversation lessons instead of uh, doing like grammar-based? So, so I started to do that. I started to jump to hop on the calls with the students and try to engage them in a conversation. But I don't know if you have always noticed that we usually talk about specific things with specific people. So we would talk about things that were, they would eventually overlap the topics, which was not a problem, but the main problem was The main problem was we got limited into the things that we knew both on topic, vocabulary, uh, the areas of interest, and so much more. So it wasn't working clearly. That was like, okay, so what do we do now? Um, and after that, I was like, oh man, there must be a better way. Like there must be something else that will eventually bring us closer to a better result. So I started thinking about the, the four pillars of communication, which is not considering, of course, like the visual, the visual cue and the, the like facial expressions and stuff like that, but considering like the four main pillars, we have the listening ability or the ability to hear and to comprehend or listening comprehension. We have reading, which is like, those are the two inputs, the two ways we usually receive information. And I'm saying usually because there could be some different way, uh, like mimic, drawing, stuff like that. But those are, are like the two common ones when, when we're talking about 
uh, language and communication, verbal communication. And then we have writing and speaking, which are the two outputs. So it's almost like we have a house, right? We have a house and then we have pillars in this house that will sustain it. If we have a very strong pillar in one hand, in one side, but a very weak one on the other side, it's not gonna work. It just won't. So if it doesn't work, your house will fall apart. Your house will break. Your results will never come. And you're in trouble. That's the reality. That's what will happen. So I don't remember when was it like exactly, but maybe, maybe 2019, I think. That was like somewhere around 2019. I started to think about a way to cover those pillars in a way that was not annoying, in a way that was not rule-based, grammar-based, conversation-limited-based, or stuff like that. So I was like, what if we have a reading session on a topic that the student likes? So we had it. We started having those reading sessions on topics of interest of the student. So for, for example, let's say the student likes um, soccer, which is something I like. Let's say I'm the student, right? So I would say, yeah, man, so I really like soccer. I'd like to read something about, about what's happening in the world of soccer today. So I would just jump on Google, see a text related to soccer, especially something that the student really likes or is very interested in or very interested on, and we would read it together. Um, by reading that, we would expand our vocabulary. We would learn so much like that that couldn't fit all of it in one class, which was amazing. So we would learn new words. We would develop pronunciation because the student would read and I would just follow along parts of the text, correct them, help them out. Then we would understand what, what the text was saying. So we're, we're learning like text reading interpretation, which is amazing, but all of it in an interesting, engaging, fun way. Um, so like fast forwarding, going forward in the story, we started to have different cycles within the month. I wish I had all the dates. I can probably figure it out. I can pr probably look it up and find it. But we created this method, which is what we have today, that covers all of the four pillars of, uh, of language. Reading, listening, speaking, writing, uh, and it covers all of it in a very interesting wrapped up way, which is what we have today. I'm not gonna cover all of it with you because it's gonna take too long and yeah, like it, it's not the purpose. It's just, we're talking about how to learn in a way that's engaging. And I'm just explaining to you how we got where we are. But after this time and, and after doing, doing it for uh, a while, I realized that there is a secret that goes unnoticed for most people, apparently. 
which is the power of curiosity. And a lot of people don't take advantage of that, like at all, like nothing. They, they don't really care about the student's curiosity. Just as an example, um, my wife said that she was part of a course once that wasn't an English course. It was something else. There was a like work-related course, something like that. And this course, the teacher of the course was teaching something and the students interrupted the teacher, uh, not like abruptly or anything, but the teacher was like, do you guys have any questions? But, so technically they didn't interrupt the teacher, but that was like a, a question time. And they asked the teacher something like, oh, but what about this? And the teacher had a mistake that's, my perspective, it is un, somehow it's unacceptable when it comes to, to teaching, I think, based on, on my findings, all right? So if you, if you disagree with me, feel free to do it. But in my perspective and in the way I teach, which has been producing great results, by the way, um, I don't think it's valid, which was, we'll cover that later. What the heck? We'll cover that later. The student just brought a question up and it was not like a huge classroom with thousands of people and just like a curriculum to cover. That was, I mean, that could be a different scenario. I've never been there myself. Like a question that will throw off the entire presentation, the entire the entire dynamic. But based off on what we've been doing, every time the student has a question, it is, especially if it's a curiosity-based question, it is the most interesting, that's like the best time, that's the, the meat of the class, that's where magic happens. Because if they have a question, it means they got interest. If they got interested about something, you want to nurture that. And that the same applies for you as a student. If you are doing something, you find like you, you don't know how to learn it. And then out of nowhere, you cross, you come across something you find interesting. Explore it. Explore it. Do it. Try it. Do research. Read about it. Watch a video. Try it. Because that's how you will you will nurture. That's how we, you will help yourself to develop more interest on the thing that you're learning. And if you do that, this interest or the way you're nurturing this interest will help you to grow in this process, to enjoy it more. It will make your life more sustainable. It will make your process more enjoyable. It will make it less of a burden and more of a nice process. So that's number one. That's the first thing that you have to consider. Curiosity is a, man, that's a treasure. If you're curious about something, do it. Like just today, this afternoon, and today is February 9th, 2023, I was teaching a class this afternoon and out of nowhere, the student came up with a question 
of something that was random in our review time. And I was like, let's jump, let's dive into that. We probably spent, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes in the question. I was like a fifth of the class, probably fourth of the class. Um, and that was amazing. That was probably the best time we got to have today. But it, if I was focused on like following the, the curriculum, the syllabus of the class, the, oh, I have to do that. We would miss out on the meat. We would miss out on the key of the learning process. Because when I don't teach what the student is curious about, I'm not only missing a chance to teach something they will probably retain better, but I'm also losing the chance to increase my students' um, interest to learn. So it's not, only, it's not only that I'm not gaining something, I'm actually losing something. I'm losing the student. I'm losing the interest. I'm losing what will make them learn. And I'm losing, like, I'm, I'm, if I do that many times, and if I do that whenever a question comes up, if I do that all the time, guess what's going to happen? Interest will fade away. Student will be dead very soon, just like, oh, that sucks. I hate it. And the opposite is also true. If I feed the student's curiosity, questions, and interest, it's not going to stop like easy. I'll be nurturing. Um, I'll say, I'll call it like a good monster because the student will be more curious. They will we want to learn more. They will get more engaged, more engaged. They will dedicate more. They will learn more. They'll get all their curiosities. They will, you're, you're just feeding like a good cycle. And that's number one. Uh, number two is also something interesting. And that one is kind of like obvious, different than the third one, because the, the third one is also kind of obvious, but it is the key element. So that's why we're, we're going to talk, talk about it as the third element. But the most important one, I, I think, not the most important one, but the most different one, the one that will probably help you the most is the first one, curiosity. But let's go about number two. Um, you have to do something the student like. Simple. So if you are if you are the student about something, let's say you're you're learning how how to play the guitar, you're like, oh, I really want to learn how to play the guitar, and then you're trying to learn a song that's something you hate. Like, it's not the rhythm you like, it's not the style you like, it's not the artist you like, it's not something that uh, kind of like catches your attention. Forget it, you're, you're not gonna learn it. That, that's just like difficult because it's not something that's getting your attention. It's not something that you are uh, into. So you, you're not gonna learn it um, because it's almost like eating vegetables you hate. There will probably be vegetables you like, and it's going to be a lot easier to eat the vegetables you like than to force yourself to eat the ones you don't like. If you do that, you'll probably even stop eating the ones you already like because it'll be like, what the heck? Why am I eating vegetables at all? I mean, 
But if you eat the ones you like, you maybe even in, in the future will develop taste to like the ones that you don't like right now. Um, anyway, but so that's something that happens um, when you when you do something you don't like. But if you do something you like, something that is interesting, something that will get your attention, something that will uh, somehow just like be nice, be interesting, something that will will be good overall, you are going to be more engaged and more dedicated in the process. So if you're trying to learn a song that you love about the artist you love, something that your father used to play, like something crazy like that, that will connect with you in the, the things you like and also emotionally, you will be more enjoyable. You'll be more, it will be more enjoyable. You will be happier in this process. You'll be more engaged which is something interesting. So that's number one. Number one, number two. Number one, curiosity. Number two, it has to be something you like. Those are the two things that will help you to have an easier, lighter, more enjoyable process. But we, we still have to cover number three, which is, guess what? Guess what it is? I'll drink some water while you think about it. Number three. Something that's curiosity, something you like, and then you have number three. So let's think about it. What could it be? All right. I hope you, you've already had the time to think about it. But number three is something you need. You have to need, it has to be an, a need for you. Something that will impact your life. I'm not saying it's impossible to, to learn something that you don't need. But if you need, it's going to be a lot easier. For example, let's say you start a business and you hate finances. But you, if you don't know things about finances, you'll go broke. You will learn finances because you need it. If you don't learn it, you will break your business. So obviously you will learn it. Of course. Like that's for sure. There's no way you're not going to, to learn it. Because if you don't learn it, you will go broken. Or you can hire someone to do that for you. But even so, even though you have this possibility... You want to know at least the basics, at least some of this process. Because if you don't know it, you're going to get in trouble. Trust me. Um, in, in the need to learn something, for example, to learn English. Let's say if you don't learn English, you will um, miss out on an opportunity to, to earn 10 times more on your current employment i bet you're gonna learn english very quickly like i bet in a year you will be really good at, at communicating in english 
because it, it's a need. Like, oh my gosh, I'll be doing the same thing, but I'll be earning 10 times more. Why wouldn't I dedicate a whole lot to develop that? So that's a need. Or another great example. Let's say you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, uh, yeah, you should eat better. Nice, that's a thing. So you can apply the other two elements. You could get curious about nutrition, about the, the type of food. You could get curious about cooking and all of it. That would help. And you can nurture that curiosity. You can choose things you like that will fit within your diet. But if, if those don't work, or even if they work, if your doctor tells you, if you don't eat healthy, you're going to die. I bet you're going to change everything immediately. Like overnight, you will make some change. You will do something to create some sort of change that will change your life. Like you will do something, like for sure. You won't let uh, your life be the same. Like you will have some change. Something will happen because you don't want to die unless you want to die. But I don't think it's the case. And if it is the case, um, talk to a, a therapist or like some sort of psychologist or somebody that will be able to help you. If you're younger, talk to your parents. Um, yeah, but just that's not even the point, but you should check it out too. Um, but the point is a need cause immediate change. Something a, a, just like something you like, not necessarily will. Like you might like to practice sports, but you're not going to practice sports every single day because you don't have the time to do so. Right? So that's the thing for sure. Um, so those are the three key points I want to mention in this episode that will help you to learn in a more effectively, more enjoyable, more interesting way. And that hopefully will make your learning process a lot smoother, nicer, more enjoyable, that will make your life better, uh, and that will create possibilities for you to take advantage of the good path leading you towards your goal. Because you could take a terrible, rough, a crazy route to get to a place but if there is a nicer road, why not take that one? I'm not saying it's going to be like easy peasy, but I'm just saying that it could be a lot better than a different road. Thank you so much for listening, watching to this episode. I hope you've learned something today. And don't forget about the three things we mentioned. Curiosity, something you like, and a need. My name is Andre, and I hope to see you in the next episode. If you have any questions, commentaries, ideas, please let us know. And don't forget that learning has to turn you into something, into somebody. So learn and become. Take care, and I'll see you in the next one.